Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What a note say, Dan. Cat dead. Details later. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. What's up, guys and gals? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only legendary BMX rider and musician, Rick Thorne. Rick Thorne is currently the frontman of the band Good Guys in Black, as well as the host of his own podcast called The Rick Thorne Show, but you also might know him from some of his acting roles, as well as his legendary BMX career, or even some of his TV hosting gigs from back in the day. Growing up a huge fan of Rick's, I was super stoked to get to chat with him, especially about horror movies, as well as a bunch of other stuff, so I'm super stoked for you guys to hear this episode, and if you listen all the way to the very end of the episode you can hear the brand new single from good guys in black called time slips away so make sure you stick around for that go follow me on facebook instagram and twitter don't forget that you can sign up for the patreon for two dollars a month to show your support and here's this week's interview what up? stoked to do this interview Hell yeah, man. Me too. You're, to me, you're the perfect guest for my podcast because, uh, you know, like I said, I kind of, you know, usually, you know, it's hardcore, you know, punk guests and stuff like that, you know, from the musician and stuff, which I know you do uh, vocals in a band, which we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the video games of like Matt Hoffman, Pro BMX growing up, I wouldn't even be into Bad Brains and Pennywise and Suicidal Tendencies. So pretty. Uh, uh, that's, what got, that's what got you into it, huh? The video games? Yep. Yeah, because I, uh, I grew up, I'm in a small town in North Carolina. So like that shit's not really like prevalent here you know what i mean yeah no i get it yeah so as soon as yeah, i heard that, that stuff in there it really you know clicked with me but yeah dude that's sick yeah well those are good bands i mean bad brains is fucking the bomb man early bad well they're, they're so good but early bad brains is amazing did yeah. you know that the beastie boys are called well, one of the reasons why they're the beastie boys is because they wanted to have a title with two what i read this uh with two b's Mm. Uh, like bad brains, Beastie Boys, because they're they're all they everyone was the Chromax, everybody loves bad yeah. brains Yeah, the eye against eye record is the bomb, dude. So good. No, hell yeah. No, it's good to see them like uh like I think they just repressed that record, if I'm not mistaken, like for the one of the anniversaries or something like that. So it's not- I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, they're bad, they're badass. That's cool, man. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of all that, uh, you know, we can jump into the podcast. Yeah, 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 for sure. Speaking of that, you know, we can start with, you know, Good Guys in Black. You guys just released a new single a couple months ago. Do you have, you know, how was working on that during COVID and everything? And, you know, do you guys have like an album in the future or anything you can, you know, hint at or talk about? Well, basically like the way that I was doing it, I've been doing it for the last year is like putting out singles, you know, because some, you know, during COVID, like I wanted to write like crazy. I figured yeah. like this is the time to write, but not everybody felt the same. Uh, just because of like, you know, reasons of COVID and, you know, so-and-so might live with their, with their grandmother and they were being cautious and stuff. And I respected that. Yeah. And actually one of the songs that we wrote uh, is called Invincible and it came out right before Time Slips Away. And we wrote that song with no rehearsal. Okay. With okay. like, no, no, dude, it was crazy. Like, like no one wanted to get together. So I said, look, man, let's try to write this, write a song that like, if we don't get together, how about me and Ramon, me and him can get together, get the harmony with the guitars. We'll send you a map of what we have. And then 
put something together and let's see what it sounds like without ever doing a rehearsal. And what's yeah. crazy is it turned out to be one of the best songs we've ever wrote. And it's still on Sirius Radio X or Sirius XM Radio, the Faction Channel right now. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy because because it was a song that like was really put together like we were never in the same room besides yeah. me and Ramon. Like we never played it live. We just we just wrote it and it turned out great. And it was an experiment more than anything. Um, but no, man, you keep going, dude. Like keep writing music and you keep, you know, this, a, a lot of the band or all of the band really is, is very funded through me. Yeah. Uh, so in order for me to tackle like, hey, I'm going to do 10 songs right now, you know, it costs, you know, it costs time, rehearsal time, producers. So for me, what's been more, more efficient is to do singles. And then what you could do with that is at the end of the year, re-release all the singles as an LP if you want with different yeah. art and stuff. So there's like a little different ways to be creative about it. But like what happened with Invincible being on Sirius Radio is, is I got a lot of cool shows coming up now. I got a show with Poli, uh, a show with Death by Stereo, a show with uh, a Guttermouth, um, uh, Steve Caballero's new band, Urethane. Mm -hmm. So it's cool, man. It's like, it's always been kind of tricky, but being a bike rider and having a band and people trying to separate the two, I just put them all together. Yeah. BMX and punk rock and like yeah dude the writing's good I'm, I'm i'm like really excited about like i'm just just going on and just elaborating on that new song time slips away i think yeah. that's our best song yet like the music keeps evolving but it's it's evolved without it's just it's just been a crazy it's been a crazy year but we pulled it off you know yeah. what i mean and still stayed busy but but to answer your question i could be in the studio every day if i could afford to be and if the guys had the time to be you know hell yeah you yeah, never write too many songs i don't think yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Though. There's so many bands that are used to doing like the, you know, getting together in a room and writing that uh, when COVID hit, they kind of like just shut down instead of, you know, trying out the, you know, the remote style writing, you know, kind of, you know, sending ideas back and forth. It's nice to hear that, you know, actually like some people were able to adapt, you know what I mean? Not just kind of shut yeah. down when that happens. So, yeah, and, and, and a lot of it's me pushing too, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you'd be surprised there's some big bands where like they don't even live in the same state, but yeah. they make a you know, and technology allows that to happen or they make it together to write for a couple months and then tour, but then they go here and they go over there and they're still a band, but they, you know, it's kind of like being in a band is like riding and stuff too. Like if I go on the road riding with someone for two months doing shows or a month or something, I don't want to come home and kick it with them. Yeah. I just spent a month with this dude, you know what I mean? I'm going <laughs> to my space, you know what I mean? And then come back and do some more stuff. But, uh, but it's cool, dude. I'm just stoked to be able to do both. Like yeah. there's a two things that I love to do. Music came later in my life. I've, I'm working really hard at it. Just, just trying to uh, develop my style more and more. And I kind of associate that a lot with bike riding. Like, you know, when I start out riding, you do a one footer or you do a top side one footer and then you do a bottom side one footer and you go dude, maybe I can do a no footer. And you're like, shit, I said no footer. And then you're like, no foot one hander. And you start adding to it and then you start tweaking it and developing your own style. Yeah. And that's kind of how I'm treating music. And I'm really 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 love the direction the style that it's going musically vocally lyrically all the way around it's maturing itself i just dig it i'm hyped on it i'm really really hyped on it hell yeah, yeah. no now i personally yeah. uh love the two new singles myself i wanted to say this you know what i used to say that was holding me i wanted to say this but what i used to say a lot that was holding me back musically and it was after i learned that like what you say is what you get because mm. what you say sends a direct message to your subconscious brain part of your brain and then that acts on what to seek for you like if you think you're sick more than likely 
you're going to become sick because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. It only knows what you tell it. And I used to say like, yo, like, man, I'm a bike rider. People should think I'm a bike rider. And like, you can't separate the two. And, and I used to say all that kind of shit. And I started to kind of say it right there earlier, but you know, I catch myself sometimes. You, you, I don't say that anymore. Yeah. And I used to say that a lot because people would compare me. Like, look, here's an example. I rode bikes and then I got an opportunity to do television. I did TV for a long time. I started doing TV and people were like, you still ride? I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then from TV went to films. And then, and then this is how crazy people think. Cause they're like, so then I started doing films and they go, Oh, you don't host TV anymore. It's like, what? Like you could do more than one thing. You don't have to do one thing. Like, yeah. You could do, especially nowadays, so many different things if you just supply yourself and you have the energy, you know? Yeah. And so I quit the, what I'm trying to get at is, is and I'm just throwing this out there. When I quit saying that shit, everything got better. Writing yeah. got better. Shows were getting booked. People were stoked. More and more people were getting into the band. So, you know, I don't know. I just learned a lesson not to hold myself back. You know what I'm saying? No, that definitely. Was, that would hold me back a lot. So. Oh, yeah. No, and like you said, the things go, the two things go so hand in hand that it's like hard to believe that people think that you stop one to do the other. You know what I mean? It's like, who doesn't love playing music and, you know, riding, a, you know, BMX or, you know, if you skateboard, you know, skating and stuff like that. Well, skating, well, skating was more for like, skating has always been more into the punk rock scene than BMX. Yeah. Uh, meaning, meaning that like, we listened to punk rock music too in, in the early 80s, but like with bands, like punk bands, it's more kind of like skate punk. You don't call it like BMX punk. Yeah. I, even, though, even though I'm calling my shit BMX punk. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And like, yeah, dude. And so like, no one's ever really done that. So anytime there's something new, there are people that have, don't get me wrong, there are people that are BMX that are in bands. I'm not saying there's not. Yeah. But it isn't, it, is, it doesn't have the title like skate punk and like, but skating was really known to go hand in hand with that. Um, yeah. Biking always has too. So anyways, whatever. It's all love, man. And I just, I just hope people enjoy the new song because we worked hard at it and it's, and it's good. Yeah, man. I just, you know, just, I just want to play. Like when you start a band, at least for me, you want to perform, like you want to write music, you want to connect with people, you want to have a good time and then be on the road. And you, you want to write music that you can connect with people and send a positive message. And, you know, so, so, so to me, that's a huge accomplishment. You know, when any, if anybody listens and is into it, I, I always get, I still get a really good, I get a good kick out of it, dude. Cause I'm like, damn, all right. I'm building this shit. You know what I'm saying? Hell like, yeah. yeah, man. It ain't, I'm telling you, it ain't easy being, here's the deal. It, 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 and this is the, this is very truthful. When you're a top pro professional at anything, like let's say if you're an actor and you want to start a band, how many actors really can pull it off and have uh, with 30 seconds to Mars, dude, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Jared Leto, but he probably went back. I feel like he went backwards. You know, like he was probably the band first, and then like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think he, I think he, he might have been both at the same time. Yeah, but true. The love, the level, because he did. I remember when he did, he did Warp Tour and we toured, and they were on that, and the yeah. crowd, they were pulled a big crowd. You know, it's Jared Leto, but like that's how you say his name, right? Jared Leto, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, make sure I get it right. Uh, He's the only one. I mean, like Kevin Bacon had a band. I'm like, I don't really like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Tony, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, so what I'm saying is that a lot of times when athletes do cross into music, like it could go either way. And, you know, I, I, my personal opinion, a lot of times it's hard to pull off because people know you and want to know you as a particular figure that they relate to. Like, yeah. 
you're a baseball player, you're a fucking baseball player. Yeah, your band's kind of cool, but it's hard sometimes. I'm just saying, I think it's maybe, it might be easier today, but it just would seem through the years that I've experienced is that it's hard sometimes for people to detach the two because society teaches you to be good at one thing. What do you want to grow up and be? It's like, I'm going to grow up and be 10 fucking things. Yeah. I don't need to be one thing, you know? Like, so I think that that's always a challenge for anybody that's going into a different, a different category of entertainment. You know? Yeah. No, perfect example being uh, like all these pro wrestlers that are into acting now, like every time they act or like immediately, it's like they bring up the fact that they came from wrestling or something. You know what I mean? It's like they can't just talk about what they did for that role anymore. You know? Yeah. Well, and that and that too is like when you got The Rock and all those guys. It's like they they have such a huge fan base in that WWE mm. that they're just taking their fan base from here to here, and the roles that they're playing are kind of geared more towards you know them being physical and being you know action heroes in a sense and being tough because that's that's the, the kind of acting they're doing in, in WWE, the characters that they've created there. Yeah. So that's kind of, kind of in a weird way. I never really thought about it, but it's kind of closely related because they're putting on a show. With, I mean, there's, it's physical. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing, not dissing wrestling at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up watching wrestling with my dad. It's cool. I don't have a problem with it. But I'm just saying, going from that to acting, I could see it when you go from like sports, like football, and you want to start a punk band, People are kind of like, yeah, but you're a pro football player. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard sometimes. You got to be, you got to work twice as hard for people to really get into it, I think, because yeah. it's breaking down those walls of like what you know me as and what you want to know me as. And that's it. It's like, well, there's other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm pulling it off. You can do it. Just, just got to keep working at it. You know what I mean? No doubt. And uh, like, kind of to speak more on that, I mean, shit, you got a, your own hot sauce. Uh, how did that kind of come to be, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, dude, uh, my buddy Ruben, he hit me up and, uh, you know, we had just met and he said that he had a, a hot sauce and he was doing a signature series and he had one with Colin Morrison, a pro motocross rider and Andy Roy, pro skater. Hell yeah. And he went, and yeah, he went to have a BMXer and I was like, holy shit. And uh, we went back and forth. I mean, we became friends and shit. I said, I'm down with it. And then we went back and forth with the recipe and uh, it took a little bit to get it, to get it, how we both liked it. And then people seemed to really like it. And then he came out with Steve Caballero's uh, got, got one as well. Oh. And so does Jason Jesse. So it's a pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it just kind of, you know, just kind of happened. And uh, I never thought I'd have a hot sauce, but it's good though. It's not cheesy. And the brand's cool. The brand's called Don Wapos. Anybody listening yeah. and all of their stuff's dope. They're from, uh, they're from Southern California. They're, they're different, man. They're, they're, their image is different. Their style is different. And their stuff's really good. My sauce isn't too hot, but isn't too mild. Because that's yeah. kind of how I like it. I like it in the middle. Because if it's too hot, you can't enjoy it. You know what I mean? You're like, ah. But if it's too mild, you're like, this shit tastes like sugar. So I wouldn't, or, you know, it tastes like candy or whatever. But, like, it's good, though, man. Check it out. It's, it's, a, haban, it's, a, it's a carrot habanero. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, with some garlic. It's good, man. It's really good. Now, I'm definitely going to pick uh, some up myself. And I'll put the uh, link to the uh the store for that in the description as well as the you know uh you have a link tree don't you that like gets to pretty much everything that you do yeah 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 i'll put that in the description as well so that way you know anything you know if they want to check out the music if they haven't yet or you know the hot sauce all that stuff so it's actually the one the one that's on my instagram it's called with koji k-o-j-y and it's like a link tree it's the same thing yeah Uh, but but they have different with that koji one they have different ones where you can have like videos playing and it's just it's last year it's cooler yeah so. Yeah. Now, definitely put that in the uh, description. Though that's uh, 
but that's awesome that the you know he approached you for the hot sauce and like you said that's a stacked ass team so oh dude it's always i mean I'm, i was i mean i'm honored i'm always honored for that that's the thing i think and this that's helped me a lot and some of the other old school guys is that you don't take things for granted or expect things you know yeah and you you're grateful and and to be approached with something like that it to me is an honor and so i wanted to have a riding shot on it because i wouldn't mind to just be different and i just there's this full pipe shot that we use for the late but i actually have a bottle right here but nothing in there it's kind of funny to say see see how see i take a full pipe yeah so it just kind of like seemed to work perfectly with this label um yeah so yeah man i'm stoked get my hot sauce man she's dope (laughs) you know what's crazy is when i grew up there was only one hot sauce you'd ever see what brand do you think that was Texas Pete? Well, no, oh. <laughs> Tabasco. Oh. We're talking the 70s. You wouldn't see any hot sauce anywhere except Tabasco. They own the market, bro. True. Nowadays, True. nowadays it's like, forget about it. Like, it, there's so many different hot sauces out there. It, it's, 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 there's a lot, you know? So yeah. the one that you actually like, and that, that was important to me, is it's something that people would actually like, like to eat, not just, oh, I got a hot sauce, yeah, whatever, blah, blah. It's like, no, I wanted it to be good. Yeah. If you like that style and that flavor. So, so people seem to like it and, and, and it's, it's really good, man. So check it out. Anybody out there, Don Wapos, use my freaking, use my discount code Thorn 10, get 10% off. Woo. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my last thing pretty much before we jump into just t- uh, chatting about horror movies and stuff is uh, you do your own podcast, if I'm not mistaken, called the Rick Thorne show. Do you, um, yeah. or do you mind just telling me a little bit about that? You know, just for the people that, you know, might be listening that, uh, you know, just might've missed it. Yeah. For sure, man. Anyone out there, check out my podcast. It's called The Rick Thorne Show. You can get it like Spotify, you know, all the, all the places, iTunes, podcasts, whatever. Right. And basically, like, I did I did radio for ESPN for nine years. And we had started a podcast with ESPN years ago called EXPN Action Sports uh, Radio. And then, and then it became EXPN Action Sports Podcast. And so I would go around with an MP3 player and I would interview people at events and stuff. It was really cool. It was a good gig. And mm. and. and so I went from like ABC studio in the studio to like, okay, podcast for new. So now we're going to, this is like in the, in the mid 2000s. Yeah. And, and so basically like after that ended podcasts were still kind of new people to do on themselves. They're not there. It wasn't as easy as to do now. Yeah. And I put it down because I was like, well, this seems like a lot of work. I'm not making any money. I got to figure out a way to, to make up for this money. I just lost. And I didn't really see a value in it at the time. I knew it had a value, but the time, you know, and so it wasn't until years later, I recently just started doing my podcast again. Um, and I got some cool guests. I got Steve Cavallaro, Tony Hawk, Rampage, man, I can't even think of it. Kyle Turley, he's a pro football player. I got Dingo. Um, I've done about 30 episodes. Andy Roy's on one of them, which is a really good episode. Wee Man's on one. So, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff. And so, so what my podcast is about is just about people that have, you know, have done like cool stuff in their life, haven't given up on themselves, follow their dreams, overcome shit. And to be like, you know, to keep exploring and be artistic. And uh, it's really, that's about sports and music and art. It's all, all there. So check it out. Rick Thorn show. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. No, I highly recommend it personally, but, and you, like you said, you've had some killer ass guests. Do you have anybody lined up, like coming up that you're stoked about, or are you kind of just waiting until like one comes along? No, no. I just got, I just interviewed uh, a Brandon Novak. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, and that's, I mean, I'm, I was editing that episode before I went to visit my mom. Now that I'm back, mm-hmm. I haven't done, you know, it's going to be done soon, 
but yeah, he's got a good story. Uh, man, you know, that dude, that dude was down. I mean, you listen to podcasts, he's, he had a big problem with addiction and he overcome it. And now he's helping a lot of people out that have addiction problem. Me and myself, I've never had an addiction problem. I've never done drugs actually. Yeah. And a lot of people don't believe, a lot of people don't believe that when they, when they meet me because they think, Oh, you're in action sports, you're tattooed, you're hyper, you definitely done drugs. I was like, I've never done any drugs. Yeah. And so to me, I find it kind of like fascinating, not in a good way, but in a way of like, man, I don't not I wouldn't say fascinating. It's not the right word. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to me that like, I've never been there. I don't know what that's, that feeling's like. I don't know what you have to do to overcome that. Yeah. And to me, I find that to be like one of the highest, like raddest things you could do is to survive, you know, to yeah. get off of that and to get off junk and drugs and shit and survive and change your life and help change other people's lives. Uh, it's, it's, I admire it. So his, his story is awesome. If you know anything about him, the life he used to live and the life he lives now, it's day and night. So, yeah. Yeah, he's the next one. So now I grew up on CKY and all those videos as well. So I've, you know, seen Brandon Novak, you know, and plenty of things, you know, since way back then. So it's definitely awesome to see just like you said, like how much he's helping people and turned his think, you know, his own life around and everything now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's doing he's doing cool shit, man. So he's a cool dude. And you know, yeah, so check it out. Rick Thornchill. What's up? <laughs> Can we talk horror flicks? All right, let me let's get into this. Hell yeah. So uh I know you might know you probably know a lot more horror flicks than I do. Well uh no, I mean I'll I probably watch like one a day, maybe or I try to watch one See, a day. You definitely do, dude. <laughs> I, know, I know the toxic avenger. Is that considered a horror flick? Oh fuck yeah. I had uh I've had uh, Lloyd Kaufman on the podcast in the past, the director for Toxic Avenger. Oh, did you? See, yeah. That was a cl- I think that was the first kind of like classic, like you wanted to watch it because it was like so bad, but it's rad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like the rumors get around about what happens you know like like or not what happens but just about how bad it is so like now you're like oh i gotta see this shit like what's <laughs> yeah dude I, I actually filmed I, i'm seeing i don't know if i have it in here or not i filmed for a horror film on warped for a long time ago but it was just like an independent thing and i got my head cut off and shit oh yeah uh, what was it called i, I want to see if you know this movie so i can brag about it that i was <laughs> in it and be like i've been in a horror film bro I've been in Mall Cop. Isn't that a horror film? No, I'm just kidding. No, I've actually, uh, I saw, I was thinking about Mall Cop. I was like, I won't bring it up, but that is pretty, I think it's pretty fucking awesome. I loved that movie. I thought it was hilarious. It's great, dude. I was stoked. I went in for an audition on that shit and they're like, to act like you're taking over the mall. And I was like, get on the floor, motherfuckers. Da, 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 da. And then oh, I got yeah. a call back. I didn't think it had anything to do with bike riding. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then they're like, hey, you got to bring your bike when we were leaving and shit. And I was like, you know, the day before we're leaving. Oh. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. Like fucking. And then it turns out I get get on set. And it's like Jason Ellis is there. Mike Escamilla, Mike Vallely. I had no idea they were even in the fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, well, actually that was when we went to the table read up until that. I didn't know. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I started to put two and two together. Like, okay. All right. What's up? Yeah. Now I think, um, weren't you on the Tony Hawk, uh, tour from like 2003 with those guys? It was like Mike V and yeah. Jason Ellis. Them. Yeah. I had yeah, to be for sure. I had a DVD of that and I burnt that shit out, man. I've lost it now. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those were those were awesome times. Yeah. Um, okay. oh, yeah. So wait, I'm almost there. Hang on a second. Books. Uh, no, I got to update my website, dude. It, it really needs to be updated because I'm like, I'm, you know, the thing about Instagram and shit and like Facebook and everything is you always find yourself freaking on some shit, updating shit that you forget to like update your website. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you got all these socials to worry about. And then when people are just Googling you and they find your website, it's like, like you said, it's old. Oh, okay. This is called Punk Rock Holocaust. Oh, fuck yeah. I've heard, I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Punk. Okay. So I've been in a horror film, dude. It's called Punk Rock Holocaust 2. Hell yeah. Got my head cut off. Do you remember, so, uh, you said it was at Warp Tour? Did you like shoot your part at Warp Tour? Yeah. Pretty much all of it was, dude. Everybody's know. part for it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I mean, that was back like, Years ago, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, so. yeah. That's sick as fuck, though. I've always wanted that's another bucket list to die in a horror movie. <laughs> there you go. Is it wild <laughs> to see yourself like, uh, like when you like f- see yourself on camera dying? Is it like wild or is it just kind of like, oh, shit, that's cool? That, I mean, that was the only movie. Well, it was that was just fun, you know, like, yeah, there was no really like kind of, it was kind of like, all right, let's do your scene, let's do it. Okay, let's do it back by catering. All right, go. You know yeah. what I mean? It was a, uh, you're just really playing yourself. You know, but but for me, it's just like uh, he goes to swing, and I'm like, ah! And the next scene is me with my head cut off. But you can't. It's it was all fake. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was it was more. It was to me. I thought it was just fun. Hell you yeah. know, yeah. Compared to something like you know, Mall Cop or Triple X or something at that level, you know, it's it's just a, it, that's a different world. You know, it's just a different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Punk Rock Holocaust Two was really fun. Those guys are really cool. I went, they're probably still making movies. I forgot who, who directed it, but. Uh, but they were cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely have to check that out now. Like I said, I've heard of it, but I didn't, uh, I just never had seen it. But I have to search it out now. So you get your yeah, hedgehog off. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but speaking of horror movies, you know, what was your relationship with them growing up? And, uh, you know, has it changed now that you're older? I mean, to me, horror films were like di- maybe different, like than what people would think is horror films. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I think horror films think a lot of blood and they get like Jason, uh, mm. Halloween, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, like someone's outside and like the phone and someone's on the phone, I'm going to kill you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the first horror film that I could remember seeing was The Shining. Hell yeah. I mean, I was a little kid, man. My mom, we, we saw everything. We went to every, we didn't, there was no, there was really no kind of like, you know, back then we just, everybody went to the movies and we, whatever it was, we, you know, my parents didn't really trip too hard on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember The Shining was probably the first horror film, but it was kind of like, horror in a different way like psychotic horror you know like uh like a like a mental case yeah know? and so it wasn't until like when we, you know when halloween first came out and friday the 13th and all that i was a little kid so those were kind of like the first ones to me that in the movie theater that were different they were actually about like killing in a different way and like horror in a different way yeah. um and then they started to change but I mean, growing up, like I'm a fan of all types of movies. You know, I don't, I don't particularly like favor, you know, just say I only like horror films or I only like action films, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever I'm in the mood for. But, but no, man, it's been, you know, the 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 Halloween series is their theme song is the best to this day. Fuck yeah, I agreed. <laughs> it's sickest. You can put that with anything, you like get hyped. You're like what? Yeah. What was but- the one at the end where she's in the canoe and she's. Uh, went through hell all through night. She has her hand in the water. And she looks up and people are at the shore like, and they're like, oh, Margie or whatever. Are you okay? That's so uh, that's Friday the 13th. That's the end of Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's the first one, right? Yeah. That part freaked me out. That, that was, and I was little. So I was like, oh, she made it. She's going to be okay. Everything's fine. Happy ending. And, ah! But I didn't know that like they wrote movies like that so they could do a sequel. Yeah. They set it up. I didn't think like that's going to be a sequel. Nowadays, you can watch a movie and go, oh, they set that up to so have a sequel, turn it into a franchise or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
but no, man, I get a kick. I get a kick out of horror, film, horror films, and, and so does my daughter. She likes. She, I think she likes those the most. Hell yeah! Do you, uh, do you and her have like a favorite that you've watched together or anything recently that you've like uh, both really bonded over? We like zombie films, dude. Fuck yeah! Horror too, or no? That's different though, right? Oh, she, if I try to watch a zombie movie with my mom, she'll shit herself. So I consider it horror. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. train, train, I don't know if I'm saying this right. The city train to Bijan. Oh, uh, train Bichon? to Busan. Dude, Busan, yeah. Busan, Busan, as I said. Yeah. That movie is so sick. It's subtitled. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like subtitled films or not. Cause, but what I found about subtitled films are when you read, you actually like pay attention more. At least I do. Yeah, same. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird because I'm focused. I don't want to miss what they're saying. But even though I'm looking at the text, I'm still watching. So I kind of feel like I get more out of it. Uh, anyway, but that movie's sick, dude. Because, and I'll tell you another one that's really good because I like zombie films a lot. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite. Black Summer. Oh, I'm gonna check that one out, dude. It's a series. Okay, the first series of Black Summer, in my opinion, is awesome. Like the not only are the zombies awesome and the storyline and the acting, but the writing is awesome of what, of how it jumps around. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much of it away. You should check it out, but it's a series of like eight episodes or something. Black Summer 2 just came out and it took a few years to come out and that's on Netflix as well. It's, in my opinion, maybe I was expecting this expectation. It's good, but the first series I think is better. Yeah. The first season, I mean, is better. Yeah. And of course, like The Walking Dead and stuff like that, but like, the Army of Dead one's kind of cool. Have you seen that one? No, that's one that I've actually uh, really been wanting to watch, but it has such a long runtime that I haven't, like, I think it's, like, almost three hours long or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty long. So, yeah. like, I got, I got, but, but like, horror films, I always think horror, because it's different than zombies. But, yeah. but I'll, t- I'll tell you another one when I was a kid, actually, right around the time of The Shining, but even though this movie came out way before The Shining, was Night of the Living Dead. Oh, hell yeah. That was the black and white one. Yeah, with Bar, like, yeah. coming to get you, Barbara, and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. That, so, that, so that one, too, was, like, I think that was the first that was, like, but I, I'm trying to think of a film where I was a kid, I watched it, probably scared the shit out of me to sleep. It, it was probably the Jason or the Halloween ones. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, because, because, it, because it always gave you a feel, like, where, where I go, this motherfucker's watching me. Where the hell is he keep finding my at? You know? And and then the Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, the way that they, the, and when you're a kid, you see these people handle adults with ease. You're like, yep, I'd be fucking toast. Like, there's no- yeah. And I don't know what movie this was, but it was the one that always freaked me out. I was like, I said, I'm here babysitting. Okay, babysitter kids, we're going to dinner. Blah, blah. And the phone rings. I know you're alone. I'm in the house. Like, that shit creeped me out. Yeah. So I always think, like, if I answered the phone as a kid, someone's like, I'm watching you inside your house. I'd be like, ah, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, when a stranger calls. That one's good as shit too, though. Just the like you said, that tense moment of when he's like, "Have you checked the children or whatever?" And she like panics. Yeah, yeah, like, that's it. That's what it's called. When a stranger calls. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so a that's a good one for sure. You 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 probably know probably more a lot of the cult classic horror films than I do. I kind of know more of the mainstream ones uh, that come out, and then every now and then I might get lucky with a with a offbeat like Toxic Avenger or some shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? No, but you definitely yeah. you de- uh, definitely named quite a few uh, awesome ones for sure. And like you said, uh, Train to Busan, that's one of my favorites. I don't think it's really gotten mentioned on the show enough because I feel like zombies are like a subgenre of horror. You know, like they're their own genre, but I feel like it like stems from like horror and stuff, you know, like especially because. Uh, but uh, like Train to Busan. I think, you, know, you know what I think it is with, with the zombies is it's the chase for yeah. survival. 
I think for me, like the chase and then the fact that you can just like waste their ass, you know, you got to shoot for the head and shit. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's the, that's the, that's the horror. And it is like, if you were there, would you survive? How could you get away? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I watched, I watched another one called like, what is it? Uh, Night Eats Day or something like that. What is it called? I can't think of it. But I'm going to look it up on my phone this time. Amazon Prime, because the ones on Amazon Prime are different. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one was pretty good. Hold on a second. They just, re- they, they just redid a movie on Netflix called Alive. Yeah. Zombies, but that's not the original one, I don't think. The original one's subtitled, and it's either Korean or Japanese. And uh, I saw that one before the American version. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. the two apartment uh, complexes across from each other? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one's pretty good. Yeah, well, did you see the, the, the American one? No, I saw the Korean one. I think it was Korean or Japanese. I think it's Korean, but I might be wrong. But because uh, yeah. it seemed very similar to Train to Busan, which is Korean as well. Yeah, exactly. And and so I like I like that version a lot. I tried to watch the American version, but since I watched the other version, I thought that was better. I kind of got bored with the American version. Uh, did you know that Train to Busan? How do you say it? Busan? Busan? I can't get it right. Bichon? I, think I think it's just uh, Busan. Busan. Train yeah. to Busan. They have a sequel for that, dude. Yeah, uh, Peninsula, I think it's, it's called. I've seen it. It's good. It's oh, good. Yeah. Now I need to check that out still. I uh, I wasn't sure about it uh, when it dropped, but then they put it on Shutter, which, you know, of course I have. So I was like, now I'm just pretty much waiting to find the time to watch it. I put off Train to Busan for so long because of the subtitles myself, just because I'm with you. I like I like to give it, you know, more attention, I feel like, when it's uh, got subtitles. And I was kind of bummed that I waited so long. It was amazing. Yeah, and you got to be in the right kind of mood, too. Because, yeah. okay, this movie's good. This movie is called The Night Eats the World. Oh, hell yeah. And it's about this guy that has uh, a zombie going on, but he's stranded in a, in a uh, apartment, the whole building by himself. And what comes with that, like running out of water, running out of food. That title alone has me sold. You said it's called The Night Eats the World? Yeah, look it up. The Night Eats the World. It's an orange cover. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh oh. I'll definitely throw that in my watch list for sure and check that one out. I got one to recommend you that's on a prime as well, since, you know, I know that you have prime or whatever. Uh, uh, it's called Uncle Peckerhead. Have you heard of that one? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write that. I'm going to write that. One. Yeah. I highly recommend. Good? Yeah. That one's awesome. It's pretty much about a, uh, a punk band that wants to go on tour and they need a van because the one that they were renting was uh, got repoed. So they find a guy sleeping in his van and like convince him to like, let him uh, like take it out on tour as long as he's their roadie. But little do they know, they find out he's a man-eating, he turns into a man-eating monster every night at midnight. Oh, <laughs> I'll check it out. But, and then, so, but it's got like a lot of uh, like punk in it. And, you know, like it kind of makes like, like a lot of jokes towards the punk world, but like for punk people, you know, like it's not like making fun of it, you know? Got it. Like stuff you'd only get if you were into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. absolutely. There, there, I'll, I'll check it out. There's another one that's really good. It's called The End with a question mark. And it's another subtitle. It says it's an Italian, but this guy works in an office and the shit goes down and he's stuck in the elevator. That one's pretty good, dude. Stuck in the elevator to where like the doors are kind of like this. It's halfway. It's it's pretty fucking good. It's yeah. Called, it's That's another one. Another zombie one that I like. The subtitle is called The End with a question mark. Go Google, Google, Google the, just Google if you've got it on your phone. The end question mark zombie Italian or something like that. And uh you'll see the guy in the elevator. Oh yeah, shit. That looks dude, it's good. I'm telling you, it's freaking good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I like that one too. Sometimes, man, you know, you could sit there on Amazon Prime and sometimes you'll find some good shit. Like 
like that doesn't jump out at you. Like I like yeah. documentaries. So I found this one documentary. It's not a horror film. It's just an example. It's called Finders Keepers. And it's about this guy that buys a barbecue pit in a fucking uh, lock storage unit, you know, where the people don't pay it and they sell this shit. And he buys a barbecue pit, gets home, opens it up. And well, he opens it up, but when he opens it up, there's a, there's a fake leg in it. Oh, shit. So he kept it. And then the story is, and this, doc, this is a true documentary, which is why I love it. This guy says, hey, look, that was my storage unit. I put my leg in there, my spare leg. I want my leg back. And then he's like, fuck you. I bought this. This is my leg. And then he started making these shirts and lampshades and shit. Became like a local hero of this guy with this leg. It's crazy, yeah. dude. It's insane. It's called Finders Keepers. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime, too. And I was like, what the hell? Like, it's crazy. There's, there's another documentary. Did you ever see? Okay, we're getting off a of horror, but I just want to say this. Al Pacino. And he plays in Dog Day Afternoon. It's about this guy and his buddies that robbed this bank in the middle of the day. And it was crazy. It was on TV. And the guy comes out and is negotiating a pizza he wants. It's, 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 it's crazy. Well, there's actually a documentary about this guy. It's based on the true story. And what it was, was in the 70s, this guy robbed this bank because his boyfriend wanted to have a sex change, which today would be a transgender. Yeah. And this is before, you know, this is in the 70s. And this is a true story about how this guy robbed this bank and held it up and the actual dude's name, you know, the documentary is called The Dog, but the movie's called, the, the Hollywood movie's called Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. But it's just a documentary and this guy, and he's just off the wall. And it's like, you know, what I love most about documentaries is like, there's no bad acting. This shit's real. Yeah. It's crazy as someone be out of their mind or what they're saying, how they're acting. Like, they're not faking it. And, and so genuine. That's what I love. Those are my favorite kind of things. Those kind of, moments where i relate most to like someone that's really just being real you know yeah. so no, I, anyways those are interesting documentaries oh yeah no actually just uh just wednesday night i binge watched that uh don't fuck with cats or whatever when i got off of work so have you seen that oh, dude that was crazy yeah, yeah. and you know what's even crazier back in the day i saw what he did online yeah i saw i saw the actual video back then but i thought it was fake yeah so i was yes. like check this out and when i saw that don't mess with the cats thing that, that series, I was like, wait, I, I remember this. Someone showed me this. I was like, you don't want to see this stupid shit. I thought it was just an act. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. I actually saw the real deal. Yeah. Crazy. No, Crazy. Fuck, I was glad they didn't show the cat videos in the fucking documentary. I couldn't deal with that shit. But now that's uh, it's wild, the shit that that guy was doing and like just like sending it out there, like, come find me pretty much. Like, There's some tweak people out there, dude. I'll tell you another one, another horror film back to that during the seventies that, that, that definitely was one that, that impacted me was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, fuck yeah. Before, before it became Leatherface and all that, like yeah. the OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember he's chasing her down the street and his, his mask's like, he's his hair is all hillbilly with overalls to show the chainsaw. That yeah. one definitely impacted me. I was like, Whoa, the shit's that one scared me. Not scared me, but I was like, well, I'm gnarly, you know, yeah. uh, that was another one that, that, they eventually made remakes of and then became Leatherface, right? Isn't that what they do those ones too? That was one of those that when they made the original one, they, they didn't name like the family at all. And then with the sequel, they like literally gave the entire family names and like a whole backstory, you know, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. first, first one, the characters were all like, uh, like 
the hitchhiker which is called the hitchhiker and the yeah. the guy at the gas station which is literally just called like grandpa or like uncle or something like that but then at, like after the second movie that's when they started calling him leatherface and nubbins and uh drayton sawyer and all that shit so just layering yeah. yeah yeah and then the, when the when they made the remake they just went ahead with all the like you know the leatherface name and everything like that so well you know you know you know what's you know what's up uh, with uh i think where they got some of the ideas for that I could be wrong though, maybe it's my own assumption, but there's a guy back in Milwaukee area, which Milwaukee's produced some pretty crazy shit. Yeah. With uh, with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. And then if you've watched that Making a Murderer documentary series on Netflix, uh, that one's insane. There's two seasons. Have you ever seen those? No, those Making are, uh, I remember when they were really popular, but uh, I just never got into them for whatever reason. I never checked them out. Dude, it's not horror at all. It's just a true story about, yeah, it's crazy. But there was a guy named ed gein yeah the ring a bell yeah no they've uh yeah they've definitely said that uh yeah texas chainsaw is based on him with all like the sewing together of like the skin and all that stuff because that's pretty much what what he he did did. yeah yeah he dug he dug up bodies dude he dug up graves and like made lampshades and shit masks out of human skin and that was in that was in the uh i think it was in milwaukee area uh, as well so you're like dang dude what's going on yeah. Now I've always had an idea for a horror movie actually based on uh, Ed Gein a little bit, but uh, I've always thought that they should, because of what he did, they should remake Frankenstein, but have it like somebody going to Ed Gein's house like years later to like, in, just to investigate the old house and finding like a secret room where he created a Frankenstein and like wake that shit up. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Cause I mean, it makes sense the way he like sewed shit together, you know, and he was like a grave, like you said, he's a grave robber and all that. And there was, you know, still parts missing and shit. So kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, another one was, uh, this was like a horror film, but it was it was different. It was, you know, uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's an old one, 80s movie. Yeah. But I like all the raw zombie films, too. I like all of his movies. Hell yeah. No, I love uh, yeah. zombie films myself, like Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses and shit like that. Yeah, because they're cool. Like, they're horror, but they're also like, they're not, I don't say they're, like, they're hip, but they're just like, so offbeat and shit. Captain Spaulding and shit. Yeah. Like, like they just got, you know, just the characters and this the the, the mentality. Like it's almost kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ish because they're all inbred into the family and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Keeping it secret, you know. So yeah, those movies, I, you know, I've, ne- I've never really thought until this interview what early horror movies that I had seen and the more and more are coming to me now. But I liked them. But yeah, te- I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that one and The Shining were the two that really were like, oh, whoa. Hell yeah. No, I definitely. Jack Nicholson was insane. Wendy, give me the bat, Wendy. Yeah. Not gonna yeah. hurt you. You know, I'm home. You know, yeah, Jack just, Nicholson, badass. I, I was just about to say that's probably my favorite line. That I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in or whatever he says. All right. Yeah, and just the way he like is just psycho. You know, and to me, that whole psychoness was more of like a horror striking feeling than like you know a zombie, but it's different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it seems realer to me. Like it could that could actually really be some dude walking on the street. It's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Especially with uh like the thought of isolation doing that to him, you know what I mean? Like uh with quarantine happening and shit, like it's actually relevant today, kind of <laughs> now that quarantine's starting to back out a little bit, but I mean, but they're going back and forth with it. They're you know, they're yeah. they're COVID's crazy, you know. You live on the east coast, right? North Carolina, you said? Yeah. There's a lot of good bike riders out there that live in the Greenville area. Hell yeah. Yeah, my good my good buddy before he passed away, God bless him, Dave Mara. He lived in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, no, he's definitely so, a golden uh, 
you know, something oh, that we, we, we appreciate having from North Carolina for sure. He's one that I grasped onto for rest in peace. Yeah, man, I, I miss him. Yeah. I love him man, so much. Uh, he's originally from Syracuse. Oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, other, other films, um, you know, cause I, I think I just got leather. You got, I just realized you got leather face behind me. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, alien too. I see alien. See alien to me was cool, but I, it, was, it was almost kind of like so futuristic that I was like, I wasn't as scared. Yeah. As like, I, I ain't got to ever worry about like, that shit. <laughs> I was, I know I was more kind of like, dude, that shit's kind of cool. Yeah. And popped out of the chest and shit, looked around. It was more interesting to me than like, oh my gosh, and, ah, you know. Yeah. It was like interesting looking because that that alien was new, and I remember having an alien model before. Like they, oh, that yeah. shit was popular. When those movies came out, bro. The merchandise they sold with that shit was off the hook. So yeah. as a kid, you always wanted that. You know, I remember having an alien model that you put together. It's funny. Yeah. No, I wish they still did that shit for horror movies nowadays. It's it's like hard to find any kind of merchandise without it being like made for adults. You know, like you said back then, they would make shit for kids for every horror movie and like have Freddy on Letterman and shit sometimes. Yeah, it was it was just it was different. It was before like you know, just just things. You know, times change. To go through changes. I mean, it, it was, but it, it it's just so cool. But back then, you know, like I said, there weren't as many. You know, they they, they didn't rate movies back then really. Yeah. I mean, they did, but they didn't have like, they just had like, you were still allowed to go into R-rated movie if you were a kid. Yeah. Like there wasn't as much checking, like, like they didn't actually full, like check your ID. They were just like, oh, you're old enough. Yep. Okay. Bye. Type deal. Yeah. 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 And I just think that, you know, but whatever that was then, this is now. Um, yeah. Other movies. Mm, trying to think here, man. I know there's more. You're fine. I got, um, I was gonna say, I got some hypothetical questions that kind of mix like music and movies and shit like that. If you uh, want, we can dive into those. And if you think of more movies as we're going, you know, yeah, you know, jump in and yeah, uh, shout them out. So, so pretty much, uh, my first like hypothetical question is, is usually I only have like two or three of these, but uh, my first one being is, you know, with your band Good Guys in Black and you, you guys dropping singles all the time. Say you guys drop a new single and you don't have to like uh, pick the actual songs so that way you don't have to worry about tying it in anyway, but. Uh, say you guys dropped a new single and somebody approached you guys and was like, hey, I want to make a music video for you, but I want it to be a short film version of one of your favorite horror movies. Uh, what horror movie would you choose and how would you make it into like a little music video? Good question. You can definitely probably... take your time thinking on it. No, no. So so pick so pick a good guy's in black song, right? No, I was saying you don't have to pick the song, but if it uh, if it ties into the movie, you're more than welcome to. Like if it makes it easier. Uh, to... Oh, so I, I would I would do a zombie. I would do kind of like a I would do something different, dude. I would do fucking, I would take Chainsaw Massacre and mix it with fucking Train to Bijan. And, but the zombies would have chainsaws and shit. And the song would be too invincible because the lyrics go, uh, I'm not invincible. I'm only trying to survive. And I would put it to that, like, as a chase scene through like New York subways and shit and, and the underground being chased through the New York City, like Escape from New York style, dude. Let's do it. Who do we need to call? Hell yeah. Call James Gunn right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> get uh, uh robert kurtzman to do it <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sick that's another one of my favorite movies it's not a horror film but escape from new york is awesome yeah no, i love those films that one and uh escape from la is pretty fun and i like big yeah. trouble too even though it's not really horror but big trouble in little china well, kurt russell man kurt russell makes some good films yeah he was yeah. Uh, he was in a movie called the thing t-h-i-n-g the thing thing yeah. and uh john carpenter made that as well and that was a really popular movie in the 80s because John Carpenter is really big yeah. back then. And he made a lot of films. But Kurt Russell has been in a lot, a lot, a lot of really good movies. He's a great actor. 
Yeah. No, the thing rules. I love that movie. It's one of the uh, best, like, kind of like the uh, Shining. It's like very psychological and shit. Yeah, and that's that would be another one, I think, because at the time, American Wolf, London, that was John Carpenter, Thane, John Carpenter. Well, American uh, uh, American Werewolf in London was uh, John Landis, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. My bad. So all those movies kind of just kind of were in that time frame of when you know I was like early teens. Yeah. You know? Maybe even a little younger, 10 to 13 or something. Hell yeah. Shit, I wish I grew up back then. My fucking teenage years were, I know what you did last summer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good, though. That was all right. Yeah, that was you pretty know? good. That was actually before my teen years, though. But but uh, <laughs> so you say you go with uh, chainsaw chasing zombies? <laughs> I think so. The, the, they got the chainsaws and shit. Yeah. And uh, I would just do something different, but it would be like more of like a, a survival. You're surviving. And even though you know not invincible, you're trying to survive. And that's one the invincible song. That's what that's what that song's kind of about. Not about zombies and shit, but it's just about like, you know, for me, I look at it as like, I know I'm not invincible. I'm just it's just you gotta keep a positive mind in everything you do. Yeah. And that's going to help you get through anything and just trying to survive. Meaning that like we all are, no matter how much money or how much things you have or how much opportunity you have. We're all trying to do the same thing. And I think that's survive and be happy while we're here. You know yeah. what I mean? So for, for the most part, most of us. And uh, yeah, so it would be a song that would have a, an ending's got to be like, we win. We killed every zombie. But at the end, like you see a hand on the chainsaw and the hand still moving and shit. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Tease that sequel video. <laughs> yeah, sequel. Like, the sequel would be like, you're dead, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, uh, my next question for you is, uh, you know, would you ever want to team up with the guys, in, which, uh, you know, something you could do solo or if you want to team up with the rest of the guys in the group? And uh, would you ever want to do like either a theme song for a horror movie or would you want to like full on try to take on score in a horror movie? And if so, like what kind of uh, subgenre of horror would you like to, you know, try to tackle? I mean, if it was me, I would just do I would like to do a song to actually yeah. the whole score wouldn't be my deal. Not feel you for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, which, which is cool. I mean, if I could write something as cool as fucking the Halloween theme, want your money. Yeah. But like, you know, or Jaws theme, you know, come on, that's a good one too. Yeah, two um, notes and it's the most classic thing in the fucking world. I know, right? Less is more. Yeah. Um, but I would do, I would do like to, to be, to be, have a theme song in, in any kind of horror movie would be great. Uh, in any kind of movie. Actually, actually, I just filmed this movie called Alien Vampire Busters. Fuck you. <laughs> Total independent thing. We like get sucked into the spaceship. We come out. There's all these aliens. It's all green screen and shit. And they're actually going to use some one of my songs in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Play, play to Win is the song, which I thought was cool. But I think I think like to do a theme song to anything would be cool. But to, to you know, a horror film, you would write a song that would be geared towards, you know, the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, a score is different, I think. I'm, I don't think I'd be cut out for that. I could, but I'd have to have help with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a whole band, a whole band, you know? Yeah, no, no, exactly what you mean. Or like even team up with somebody who's done a score before and kind of just be like, tell them like right. your ideas and, then, and have them. Yeah, and you, you said, but I want to do something by myself. Or Absolutely. Like that's the, that's the advantage you have is like, I think, I think artists need to do that. I think like musicians sometimes... So, like I said, some of the biggest bands I know, they have their own side bands too. Yeah. And they bring that inspiration back into their main band. So it's like, I think as a musician, you don't really like have just this one thing you do, uh, unless 
you know, you're, you're uh, the Rolling Stones or something and you're constantly at that, at that level or ACDC and shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Then you're in that band and you keep that energy alive. But I think a lot of people, they seem to have their own side projects and their own bands and stuff or their own, own guest spots. And as a vocalist, you know, the thing about being a vocalist is it's hard to be, you can be hired for another band, but when you're the voice of the band, people are going to know your voice. Yeah. You know, unless you have a distinctive, if you're a distinctive guitar player and people know your, your actual riffs, but it, as a vocalist, it's almost like you would have to do guest stuff. Guitars and drums too. I'm just saying vocalists, you can go from band to band, but it's, it's, you got to make sure that you could, uh, if you wanted to be like, can't really change your voice too much. You know what I'm saying? Your voice is your voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, unless you like scream, do like, you know, like real like screaming, like heavy vocals on one and then do like regular singing on the other. There's really no way to change. Or you rapped on one or you did, or you did yeah. a, a bunch of uh, effects on this, you know, radio yeah. effect or something. Then, you know, have you heard that new Guns N' Roses song? No, I, I didn't even know they released a new song, if I'm being honest. No, it came out like yesterday. Oh, I shit. Think. Yeah, because they performed it at one of their shows and then boom, it's online. Yeah. And uh, it's called Absurd. And if you listen to it, uh, it's it's really, it's really, it's really, really, I mean, it's good. But I think the song was written a long time ago and then they, they redid it. But, you know, it's Axel, but it's not the Axel that was in you know, don't cry or, or, uh, November rain or like, you know, welcome to the jungle. You know what yeah. I mean? Just kind of could still hear him there, but there's some effects on his voice. I think. Yeah. You can do it that way. You know? No, I know exactly what you mean. Kind of like, uh, put the, like not a distortion, but just like extra reverb or like just any kind of like little effect that doesn't really alter it too much, but kind of changes up the style of it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I, I just think, I just think that musically though, you know, it's, it's always good to keep, to keep riding and you don't you don't always necessarily like you know always being it's kind of like riding bikes if i only rode bikes just for a contest i'd have a pretty boring life i always yeah. ride i always try things i always experiment you're always out on your bike doing things so it's the same kind of concept i i, I relate everything i do back to bike riding if it's acting if it's hosting if it's if it's if it's uh music uh whatever whatever it is i relate it back to like the the elements of what it took to be a bike rider and then that helps me understand and break it down easier it's like oh okay like i remember i didn't give up doing this riding so and i i, I tried this and i didn't learn without trying so let me just try to do this and figure it out along the way and then yep. that way you develop your own style oh yeah so, yeah now, i know what you mean you keep like if you keep trying to do different things eventually you take pieces of all that and you kind of bring it together like you said and kind of like uh, form your own recipe for, you know, what you do. Yeah. And I think, I think musically as a, in a band, like if you play in one band, sometimes you get sick of playing the same songs yeah. so if you play other for other people or do other gigs, you come back for me. It's like, I've done, I've done other stuff where it's just, uh, I've been guests on stuff vocally and recorded with just vocals as a guest on different songs for people, yeah. for friends, but I'm always motivated to play my songs, but also I ride a bike. So I get to, I get to, release and express myself through my bikes and then when i'm ready to sing i'm not burnt i'm on myself let's go you know what i mean yeah i don't just have the music i have the riding too and it's a great balance man i feel a little blessed about that because if things didn't happen to music or i'm if i want to think of ideas to write a song i just go ride down sunset boulevard i've been riding down that street i got the same ride i did for 10 years or no longer than that 25 years i ride 10 miles yeah, my mind's clear and i can just like I come up with ideas. I, I can't describe it. It's just my gift. 
It's where I go to get away and just do my thing. So without that, and it was just strictly, you know, being in one, one thing of expression, I think over time, you, you know, you, you might, someone might become robotic and they need to like experiment with something else. That doesn't mean screw that band. This is my new thing. It's like, no, we just got both. And you got to have that understanding as a musician, all of, all my friends that are in my band, they're in other bands. Yeah. I've been out of shape about it. I get it. You know, it's all good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it, it works like that. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I used to play multiple bands and it was all heavy music. It was just different styles. Like one was like hardcore style. One was like, you know, that gentier, like riffy style and shit like that. So it was like different, you know, it was fun to do because it was like, I get tired of just chugging one day. I get to go actually play like, some technical riffs the next day, you know what I mean? So it was like always fun. You know, what's up? What kind of, what kind of bands do you have on your show? Or that uh, you talk about I've that, had, you, that you like, that you like though, your music that you like. Oh, I thought uh, some of my re uh, recent favorites I've had on was uh, I had Mexi and uh, Ryan from section uh, hate. They're one of my favorites of like the newer bands coming up for sure. And then uh, I've had um, Charlie from anthrax and Zetro from Exodus. Those are two of like my favorite bands from back then. And, I just had Ray from this band called Ended Up in Baltimore. They're one of my favorites. And uh, I'm trying to think of, there was one that I had recently that I was like super fucking stoked on. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm bad at this too. Cause sometimes I do so like, uh, did you like, say mad ball when you talked to me on the, yeah. I, oh yeah. That's right. I just talked to, uh, cause I do a Patreon where I'll um, have returning guests on and like, we'll pick a certain movie to talk about. And, uh, I had Mike from Madball, and uh, he was one of my guests like forever ago. So he came back on to talk about the Conjuring for a Patreon episode. So, oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah and now I've had Mike from Agnostic Front as well on the show, which was pretty awesome. So, do you do you like do you like hardcore music, or do you like punk music, or do you like you know like straight edge hardcore, or do you like metal, or do you just like it all? I like it all. I'm very like all over the place with it. Like, uh, like some of my favorite music is like my favorite style of hardcore is like e-town concrete and like downset and shit like that but i still oh, okay yeah but i still love bands like uh chrome eggs you know bad brains and you know uh i even love bands like negative approach you know that's just like that more upbeat like punk in your face shit so not really Dude, negative approach that fucking song nothing it's oh, so yeah. good. baseline is sick dude now they're coming here with a circle jerks in a couple of months and municipal waste. And I'm like, so fucking stoked. That show right there is like, uh, just stacked as fuck. All three of them. Yeah. I saw, I saw their tour schedule. Uh, cause I followed them. I was like, that's sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Oh, cool. Cool. So then, yeah, we got a lot of the same taste in music, which is good. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Chromax. Yeah. No, they're fucking, yeah. they played this place called smoked out here one time. And it was probably like the most hyped up any show had ever been. Cause it was like years ago when they like were, I think they had taken a couple years off if I'm not mistaken. And they were like coming back from it. And uh, so like everybody was hyped as fuck on them, but now they're, you know, it was, they're like two separate bands that tour though. Yeah. Cause John Joseph has his and then Harley has his. Yeah. No, yeah. He was, I think back then that was uh John Joseph, but and he's a beast. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. The New, New York hardcore scene is sick. I, I Being from the Midwest, you know, I liked all of it, but I, I, I love the New York hardcore scene. Sick of it all. Warzone. Yeah. Uh, Chromax, like all, all those bands in, in New York hardcore was sick, but I also liked a lot of the DC stuff, Hell yeah. uh, which was like uh, for the Discord label, you know, from the minor threat to the Fugazi and break to like all, all, a lot of the early marginal man, yeah, but then but then I like the Detroit shit, negative approach. You know what I mean? And he was also on Laughing Hyenas. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like it all, but like, you ever hear Zero Boys? No. Oh, I think I've seen that name, but I don't think I've ever like checked them out. They're good. Well, the Dead Boys, there's the Dead Boys and then there's the Zero Boys. Yeah. So yeah, just back in the day, punk rock was like, there was, it just seemed like there was a lot of characters that was all like kind of punk, that was punk rock. Yeah. Meaning like not characters, but like if you went to a Misfits show or Ramon show and then you went to like a minor threat show, we'd always just say we're going to see some punk show. You know, yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like it was so like you had to dress this way, be this way, dance this way, move this way as much. It had it's kind of like what hip hop was in the early days. There were a lot more kind of characters in hip hop, like Run DMC and then the Fat Boys and then Curtis Blow and then uh, uh, LL Cool J and and the Beastie Boys, and there was there were there were more characters. It wasn't all like you know everybody like would look the same or sound the same, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. So those early days of punk rock and hip hop, it was fresh. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It was just, it was yeah. There was no mold, is what I'm saying. Do you know you know, you know where I'm going with that? There yeah. was no mold that you had to fit. You were just you just kind of played punk rock. Yeah. You know? Nowadays, you walk in and you see a sea of like the same color shorts and shirts just across the room. <laughs> Like well, that's what happens when it, things become mainstream. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I grew up when I did with with the punk music. Did you ever hear of a band called Seven Seconds? Oh hell yeah! No, I was I almost uh, shouted out your wristband in the picture you sh- uh, sent me because I noticed the Seven Seconds wristband. Oh yeah, no, that's a watch from my sponsor called Ben Watches, oh, hell and yeah. they make they make watches with a lot of like different bands. They've done like a Public Enemy one. They've done a Motorhead and Iron Maiden, the Rancid, the Seven Seconds when they reissued. Uh, they're doing one with Mark Hoppus. Uh, he he uh, uh, just came out with another watch. Uh, they do a bunch of the, all kinds of people, dude. So check them out. They're V A N N E N watches. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, they're, they're rad. They're like Swatch style watches. They're, they're rad. Oh yeah. I'll definitely check them out. Now that that shit was sick. Oh yeah. But uh, that's one thing I'm excited for our shows to get back. I'm actually, I'd say tomorrow, but it's already tomorrow here technically. But I'm going to my first show back finally, like after COVID, I haven't been to a show yet. And tomorrow I'm going to see uh, that band Mind Force and Dead Heat. So I'm stoked as fuck. Oh, no yeah. oh, you're stoked. Yeah. yeah. Dude, have you been following like Green Day's tour? No, um, I think I just They're saw killing. that. Yeah, I saw like a video of that. And then I saw a video of Limp Biscuits tour because like that's gone viral lately and shit like that. Are those, are those big too? They're just big? Yeah, uh, well, people are ma- mostly blowing it up because fucking Fred Durst looks like a, I don't know, he's got some kind of like weird hair now that looks like a 70s dad. He looks like the Beastie Boys and oh, Sabotage. I thought, yeah, I see, I see, yeah, he reinvented himself. Yeah. yeah. Man. So like that's blowing up everywhere, but the shows themselves look wild. I mean, I'm excited because like uh, that band I brought up, Section Hate, I don't know if you saw, but they they went viral for that show in LA under the bridge. They were part of that where it was oh, like, cool. yeah, where people like where the news was flying over and shit. So uh like, it's just cool to see, like, how crazy the energy is right now. I can't wait to, like, see it live, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shows shows are back, dude. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Uh, I mean, you know, hopefully we don't go back down to this lockdown stuff where, like, you know, I mean, Lollapalooza just happened. There's, you know, close to 100,000 people, and I heard 95% of those people were vaccinated, and they had to be vaccinated or tested to go. So, yeah. you know, keep doing that kind of stuff. I'm sure shows keep keep going on, you know? So, yeah. No, I, I don't know, know man. You can't stop the music, dude. During this stuff, music's what keeps the world going around, man. Yeah. Know? I mean, you got so many people that are like, uh, like now that music's coming back, you got people that were so sick of it that I think if they try to put them back on under lockdown, some of the people are going to be like, no, nah, fuck you. I ain't doing it. And like, just keep trying to put on shows. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be more rebellious this time, I feel like, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, go go back into the backyard shows. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, you might have a lot more house shows, which I mean, I wouldn't mind. But, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, as long as it's not my house getting torn the fuck up, it's all good. <laughs> that's old it. school. Those are old. That's old school '80s punk style. Yeah. I I just interviewed a guy named Doug Carrion. He played in Dag Nasty. I don't know if you're familiar with Dag Nasty. Oh yeah. And he also he also played in uh, uh what else did he play? He played in a band called Doggy Style. He uh he played in a couple other bands, but the one that really he has a band called now called Field Day, which they go play Dag Nasty songs and they're getting ready to tour and stuff. But he was telling me back in the day, because he grew up in Homosa. Oh, he also played in Descendants for a while in the early days. Oh, fuck yeah. So, so he would be like, they would have backyard parties all the time or like certain bands were banned from LA. Yeah. Like at one point in time, Black Flag was, uh, Suicide Tendencies was. So they would have like, a backyard show with these bands that like weren't weren't supposed to play LA or if like black like he told me a story where like black flags banned from LA but they would just sneak in and not be advertised to play at the whiskey and just bring their shit in and play like no advertising nothing and just be like what just to get to play yeah and it's crazy because he was telling me all these stories about like how they would just have like playing in people's kitchens and shit dude <laughs> I mean, that's, you know I mean? That's pretty fun. That's yeah. pretty rad. You know, to live those days uh, had to be pretty fun. No, definitely. It was uh, like anywhere, anytime type of thing back then. Like if the gear was there, it's like, why not play a show type thing? <laughs> Shows awesome. Yeah, I think, I think, well, he was telling me that a lot of times there were a lot of gangs in LA. And yeah. that's why a lot of those bands got uh, black, shut down, blacklisted. Because um, a lot of stuff would break and they would break things and their windows and tables and this and that. And there'd be fights and yeah and stabbings and shit and so but it was also like also a combination of punk rock was new and so back then when things are new and people don't understand them yeah. i believe people want to break things down if you don't understand it then you want to get rid of it you know so when you say you look out now and you see everybody dressed the same and this and that having a good time it wasn't like that back in the day day yeah i didn't i didn't get to live that personally i think it would be badass to see all that shit no, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you can catch clips of Jerry, Spr well, shows like Jerry Springer where they would bring punk kids on as if they were having like a drug addiction and be like, let's sit you down and talk to you about, you know, why you have a mohawk. It's like, just because they fucking yeah. want to. Like, what do you mean? Dude, Gerardo Rivera one time had skinheads on his show. Yeah. This was like in the 80s. And uh, he got hit in the, I mean, it's not, I don't mean to laugh, but he got, he got hit with a chair because it, it broke out like this, like the whole, the whole like friggin' set and the audience turned into like a rumble. Yeah. And he had been hit with the chair and his nose broken. Like crazy. Like that's some eighties shit. Jerry's like pre Jerry Springer, Gerardo Rivera was like the dude, you know? Yeah. I think I've seen that one. Uh, Cause it's like the, uh, the like older guy walks over to him and kind of like does like the fist. And then that's like kind of when it all erupts or whatever. And then. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but. Yeah. Now I remember the guy walking around just holding his nose, like at the end of it, like blood gushing out and shit. Nah, I'm with that you. That just his ratings, though, dude. We're still talking about today. Shit. Harado, what up? Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, if it wasn't for that incident, who knows, you know, if he would be talked about it, like if you'd have anything left behind, you know. That's but, what I'm saying. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, punk rock, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't even know where we're going with this or how we got this far into this. But yeah, punk rock is, I, I just try to treat it like when people, I just want to say this. And it has nothing to do with what we were talking about. I want to say it. People ask me all the time, who do you sound like? 
musically. And it's a hard question to answer because if you were to ask me, who do I ride like? I'd be like me. I developed my own style. Yeah. So like, yeah, I have influences, but no, I'm not trying to be that band. You know, the quest is just to have your own style and to have your own, you know, sound and vibe about you. And that's, you know, still something that I think is developing more and more with good guys in black, but you know, that's how those bands were back then. They weren't trying to follow anything. They like just developed their own style by playing music. And, and they were just, they were, they were just who they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't like uh, trying to fit a mold. I don't think yeah. Which, that's what attracted me to all of it. No, no, exactly what you mean though. Cause like uh, every week I'll do like a record and a, um, movie recommendation pairing on my uh instagram whatever just for people like a horror movie and then like a you know hardcore record sometimes i'll throw in something softer or hip-hop and so like every time i'm doing like a hardcore band i hate i hate doing it because i always feel like i want to give them like someone that they sound like or like a similar artist but i'm like none of these bands sound the same they all sound like five different bands you know what i mean like nothing sounds like one other band anymore and it's like it's a good thing but it's also like uh you feel like by saying oh this is for fans of these two bands it's like you've pigeonholed you know them to two bands and it's like but you might not like those two bands but like this band and like you know so it's yeah i'm, I'm with you i hate when uh people always want like a straight answer like oh who do they sound like it's like no nobody they sound like yeah like uh like people expect you just to say like oh i'm trying to rip off this band that's why I, you know like yeah like, why would you want to be like one like why if there's already the if that band already exists why would you do you know like why would anybody go out there and be like i'm just trying to be that band it's like they already exist there's no need to do that so no, yeah it's like a question you'd say like so who do you ride like and i'm like i'm be like oh well I, I ride like this guy it's like no i ride like me yeah you know it's like you can do your own thing yeah but not, not, and, and that's what attracted me so much to punk rock to begin with is that whole outcast thing because we were outcast riding bikes dude in the yeah. 80s Come on, man. There were no sponsors out in the Midwest. Everybody rode in California. And even the California riders, there were like five or six or something that were sponsored. Like there wasn't shit for, for money or industry opportunities, that kind of shit. And back then, you listened to punk rock and you rode BMX or punk rock and you skated. Everybody hated us. Yeah. So I'm just be real with you. Like, like we'd go to high school daily and it was like the bikers and skaters and punkers were all together. And at school, I always joke and say this, but I'm just I'm poking fun. But at school, it was the stoners and the jocks. That's really what there was. It yeah. wasn't like a lot of like, you know, uh, much other than like that, where I was from. So again, stoners and the jocks. Mm. And as my sport grew and as time went on, my sports kind of become stoners and jocks. <laughs> A little bit of both. Does <laughs> it work out to be in the Olympics next games? And the industry dudes that like burn all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, wait a second. Wait a second. Back in the day, we would have had a problem, you know? Because yeah. we were all straight edge kids. Yeah. We, I, I was really, I, mean, I used to put X's on my hands and shit. I worked at the Olive Garden and shit. When I was 18. I put X's on my hands for straight edge, nail to the X, ah, chain strength, you know? Mm. Youth of the Day, these bands, Bold. I loved all those bands. And like, yeah, Judge is one of my favorites. Oh, dude, Judge is the shit. Yeah. I saw that play not too long ago with Gorilla Biscuits. It was like a revelation. I, look, when I say not too long ago, that could have been three years ago because time flies by. Yeah, true. But I, I saw them play about three years ago. at some fest, little festival thing they did out in the IE and in Riverside. And I had never seen Judge live all these years. Riding to them, riding to contests, to their music you know oh, yeah. 
and uh the dude's got a great voice he's a beast on the mic yeah like judge like judge right his name yep yeah yeah i used to wear a judge shirt you know hell yeah with the two uh, hammers on and shit. Of, yeah i had the hammers on it i had a fugazi shirt you're not what you own I made my race shirts, Dagnasty shirt, Chromax shirt. I wore all those shirts. Man, I was so into it. Hell yeah! But, uh, yeah, man, good shit. Not good. But we were, but we were, we were straight edge kids in school, and so with the X's and shit. So to us, like, I looked at like I clung to the music that was helping me have a positive way to get out of my situation. Yeah. Meaning that like I wanted out. I wanted out of my environment. I wanted to move to the West Coast. I wanted. Uh, to pursue a life of my dream of what I wanted. And I needed to do that, not fall into the rut that I saw a lot of people fall into with drugs and alcohol and this and that. And that's why I never messed with it. You yeah. know? So the straight edge music didn't make me like I'm better than you or no shit like that. It was just like the positivity of like Ian McKay to me. I love him. Yeah. His positivity, but his, his, you know, his, his not anger, but his, uh, aggressiveness towards like positivity and being for a better way that's what i searched for oh, and so yeah. that's the kind of punk music i liked most my friends actually were in a band called coalesce do you know that band no i'll have to check them out though do it dude they kind of changed things dude. coalesce they, oh, yeah. changed, they changed some shit bro their style is sick yeah uh, they're from kansas city no so. i'll definitely check them out for sure now that's one there's a lot of bands that I definitely missed out on because like I said, growing up in North Carolina where that shit's not prevalent, I'm like having to find everything on the internet myself, you know what I mean? Or like back in the day, it was real hard to find anything, you know, like I was just taking the names off of the back of the Matt Hoffman game and trying to find CDs of them and shit. So before that, dude, you had to go to record stores and just yeah. thumb through records and you'd run across shit. And you'd be like, whoa, because think about before the internet. Like how yeah. is someone advertising for their advertiser shit, especially if it's punk rock. Yeah. Right. So you had to go to like the independent uh, record stores and like, and then you, you start to piece it together and you'd be like, oh, and then you would write letters to the record. I remember writing a, a letter to Discord Records, Hell yeah. you know, asking them about other bands and like this dude's in that band. And I think that's cool. And then that dude from that band joined this band. And they're both, they're all like, you start to realize, like, oh, that's the same drummer. Wait yeah. a second. So half of Fugazi is half of Rights of Spring. I never knew <laughs> that. You're like, Rights of Spring. They're like, wait, one more wish. That's another band. And they start to like go down the rabbit hole of all of it. Not really a rabbit hole, but you know what I mean? You start to like go down this road of like, you start exploring and finding shit and you're reading like uh, lyric sheets. Those were the best, dude. You get a 45, you pull a lyric sheet out. It's got all this artwork and shit. It was creative, man. It was cool. That, I'll tell you a really cool thing before the internet, the way that people got a lot of punk rock news, for me at least, was a zine. Yeah. New York called Maximum Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. And you, that's where you would get a lot of information, you know? Um, so it was different. You know, you say you're, you're searching and shit, and I get it. But imagine before the internet, you're trying to find this shit, dude. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I mean, and like, uh, like even the internet, you know, it's gotten so much easier. You know, like uh, back, then, back then it was like, you know, there was, it was kind of hard to, you know, even if you Googled a band, you know, like all the lyrics came up, but that was about it. You know, nowadays you can, you Google a band and it, it'll play a song for you on Google without you leaving the Google page. So it's like, no, it's insane well, it's like how Spotify. easy it is. For people. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify would be like, do you like this band? Well, if you like that band, you'll like these 10 other bands that are similar. And yeah. then I look like if I tap in Dag Nasty and I scroll down, I'm like, oh, those are all, there's a group of Discord bands. Yeah. Because that's the association. So you're able to find other bands real quickly. 
yeah. to just go down and say, this band, other people like these. And you're like, oh, wow, you, you could, I've even found new bands on Spotify that way. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's so, how I find most of my music now is on Spotify. Like real, like you just said, is uh, exactly that related artists or like, if they'll make me a playlist, I'll listen to it. And every now and then I'll be like, who the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. It's just, it's easier and it's cool. But I remember back in the day, you would spend time, at least I would in record stores. And then I still have so many records that I bought. And I think that back in the day, if you found, like, if you were looking for a specific record, because you heard of this band and you found it used for like five bucks, yeah, seven bucks, you're like, shit. And for me, I held on to all of them because I was like, dude, I worked hard to find these, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just different, different times. It's all good. Yeah. I, yeah. More people you can get in your music, the better. You know, oh, yeah. That's how, I look, that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's easier, like you said, to click of a button and it's in front of a million people or potentially in front of a million people, you know, but uh, absolutely. So pretty much my final question for the show, though, is, uh, you know, do you have any horror stories of your own? And it can be from something that was, you know, while you're out on, you know, tour with, you know, good guys in black or out on tour, you know, uh, you know, riding BMX or or it could be just something that happened to you that was crazy as shit in your life. And if you have a paranormal story, if you believe in that stuff, you're more than welcome to share that as well. So for me. I said, I've had a lot of injuries, you know, dude, uh, a horror story for me was I was in a marriage in St. Louis that wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Uh, we married a year. We just were made for each other. And I went out one night riding with my buddies, uh, with just frustrated. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, cause I moved there to St. Louis to be with this girl and then marry her. And then just didn't work out. Unfortunately, as much as we tried. Yeah. And, but it was constantly fighting. So I went out and I found this gap I wanted to do to take my aggression out. It was sketchy, bro. You had to jump up the sidewalk and you jump up this, this wall on the wall. The wall was only like six inches if that wide. And so what happened was, is you roll on the top of the wall and as the wall gets built along the wall, the sidewalk goes down. So the wall goes from like being a foot tall to maybe five feet tall at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, exactly. You, at the end of the wall, there's an alleyway and then a loading dock on the other side. So I got this bright idea that I was going to jump along the wall, pedal along the wall, and jump over, jump off the wall into the loading dock. My mind wasn't in it. Get up on the wall, I'm cruising. I didn't jump up off the end of the wall. I went to jump off the side and my front wheel dropped off. Mm-hmm. And I flew face first into the loading dock. Bam! Head, my feet are over my head, smacked, smacked my uh, face on the corner of a loading dock. Like brightest, brightest, widest light I've ever seen. And it, 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 it slingshotted me from like hitting my head with my feet almost over my head back to standing on my feet. So I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, so it was bright white light and instantly all this fluids leaking down the back of my throat and my, my front four teeth are fake. So I popped them out because I felt like it broke my teeth, but I bit down again and I felt my whole face go moving up and down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened. So I went to the hospital. And they said, you broke your palate. You need to go home for a couple of days. Your face is going to swell up. And we're going to have to do surgery. I said, okay, what surgery? Well, we're going to have to cut your head from ear to ear. We're going to pull your skin down. We're going to take some fat from your stomach and stuff will leak from your brain. That's what you taste, salty going, salty fluid going down the back of your throat. I and mean, that sounded weird, just not in it. <laughs> that was from my brain, son. <laughs> Anyhow, and uh, I had a hairline crack across my eyes corner broke my eye socket and I broke my palate. So they said, we got to cut your face and lift it and apply screws and plates to align your palate. 
you're going to have a tracheotomy. Go home and we'll see you in three days. I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, by the way, you might lose all sense of taste and smell. Oh, that's fucking great. So I go home, instantly my face falls up. Yeah. I tried to eat this pasta shit. Sure enough, I lost all sense of taste and smell, dude. It was the worst, absolute worst feeling you could ever have. I started crying and shit. Yeah. I was like, no way, dude. I was so, I was more bummed about that than anything. Like, never be able to taste food again. Like, what the fuck? And so I had surgery, and that's exactly what they did. They cut my head, they pulled my skin down, put fat in my head from my stomach. They cut my eye socket. I got screws and plates in my eye socket. And then they lifted my face, and I got screws and plates to line my palate. Mm. I woke up, I had my mouth wired shut, one long stitch across the top of my head. I had a tracheotomy, a catheter, and the lady came in and said, we got to take this tracheotomy out. She just pulled it out. And it was crazy because she said, you had to put your hand on your throat to talk. And I would experiment with it. It was just air just shooting through your throat. It just bypassed, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. And then I had one long stitch in my head and shit. I had double vision. I forgot to say that. Because double vision, it came like right before surgery. Yeah. When I went home. So I lost all sense of taste and smell and had double vision. Dizzy as uh, fuck, probably. Dude, I was fucking out of it. And so I had to walk around with these scissors when I got back home around my neck. I had to go on walks for exercise. And if I got dizzy or nauseated, I had to cut the wires. Um, If I threw up in my mouth wired shut, I'd choke to death and shit. Yeah. I was eating milkshakes and shit. Horrible, bro. But check it out. I ain't gonna lie to you. Two months after that, I went to the X Games and got seventh place. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell I was like, yeah. fuck, I miss, I miss out on the fucking X Games. I work my ass off this shit. But dude, it was gnarly because I didn't know anything about my body like that. And like a weird accident where I ever feel like it break my palate. And I guess like it's not really a horror story, but it's kind of a story to where like without radiology and shit, I would have been a vegetable, bro. Like, yeah. Hundred years earlier, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was just like, you know, I try to learn a lesson with everything that I do as best that I can, and I just wasn't mentally in it. You know? Yeah. But that was the most freaked out accident I've ever had, bro. It was horrible. I got a long scar across the sticks, top of my head, and it literally pulled my skin off my scalp, bro. Yeah. That's fucking. That's a horror story to me. If you ask me, that shit's terrifying. And then, like you said, I wasn't gonna let. But I wasn't going to let them discourage me or get me down. People were saying, you're going to go to the X game. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going. I earned that spot. I'm going to get top 10 in the world's going. I'm fucking going. I'm not going to miss it. I sit in my bed at night and visualize my run, visualize this shit. I'm getting these shit off my teeth because they had it wired shut and just visualize healing. And I don't drink and do drugs and shit. And so my body heals quick and, you know what I mean? I've always just healed quick mentally. And I'll just lay there and think about it, think about it, get better, get better, get better, get better. And I went there, man. And I, I didn't get last, but I didn't get first. I landed in seventh place. And it was badass because people were freaking out. Like I shouldn't have been riding, but I was like, mind over matter, bro. Like, yeah. and that goes back to the music and shit I would listen to. That's the shit that fueled it, you know? Yeah. That's no, what that's- I try to do with business guys in black the best I can. Like be positive as best I can. Like you know, and so, so to me, like, no matter what happens to you in your life, it's how you take it in. And I got to remind myself even right now, like the way you respond to things really is what the outcome will be. And in that case, the outcome was, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to shrug it and we'll walk this shit off. And that's just how, you know, it was, anyways, that's my story with that, dude. It was uh, one of the many, but that one was the most brutal. 
Yeah, so maybe that could be a horror story one day. Movie. Shit. Horror movie right there, bro. I was about to say, I don't know if anybody wants to wants that to happen to him again. No, dude, I shoot back. <laughs> I got this little liquid leaking from my brain, so I kick back and I shoot on people. And like, <laughs> melts their eyeballs if it gets acid kind of shit. Oh, I think you got it now, man. The punk rock holocaust three. What's up? <laughs> you just pop like as soon as you get injured, you pop up like zombie like and just yeah, like, dude. And I like start you know put my head down like <laughs> anyhow, yeah. So I've had a face off, bro. So god damn. No, that's fucking anyone out there listening, I guess I tell that story in the sense of like don't give up on your dreams. Things happen to you in your life and you're going to fucking it won't be going the way you want it to go. Nothing ever does. But if you could stay on your path, even if you had to change your plan, but stay on your path as quickly as you can, you'll succeed a lot quicker. The second you get off your path and you don't know where to go and you haven't been able to shift gears quickly, that's where you stay stuck. And yeah. so to me, anyone listening, if there's something you want to do, you can do it. I'm no different than you. You just got to put your mind to it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It sounds like going to the X Games was probably the big, like one of the biggest parts of your healing, you know what I mean? At least mentally, you know. Well, X Games came out in 95 and that happened in 96. Yeah. It was the second year for X Games. And, you know, by the time X Games came around, I'd already been riding fucking since I was 11 and, uh, you know, 15 years or some shit. So I was like, dude, I'm not passing this up. Yeah. No way, dude. Like, I work too hard. I've been through too much, you know, oh, yeah. So even up to that point. So, but I just think that like, if you, if you try to keep a positive mindset and, and what you do in life, you know, that always wins it, it, and it's, it's, it's better. Yeah. It's more fun when you're positive, I think. No, 100% so. for sure. I always say that uh, when you do things in positivity, it gets you a lot further than doing things and, you know, out of hate or negativity for sure. So. Well, negative, a negative like thought is a negative result. Yeah. No, so you can't get a positive charge and a negative charge to go together ever. Yeah. Ever. So if all you do is talk negative and see negative and criticize people that are successful and, and criticize people that have money and get upset because people have opportunity. Do you really think some anything that you want to do like that's going to come out to be positive? You're just yeah. sending too many negative vibrations. Yeah, that negativity you're, is just pulling on the positivity, pulling it back. You're you're the only one in control of it, not me, not yeah. the dude. The dude that succeeded is not in control of it. Why do you like you sh- successful people see success in other people? Yeah, no doubt for sure. Now I appreciate you for sure for coming on the show, man. Uh, do you want to? Rem- I mean, I hope I did good. I hope I, I hope I didn't stray. I stray a lot from the fucking question all the time, but just kind of like talking to you, bro. It's a conversation. Oh yeah, man. No, it was a great conversation for sure. And uh, like I feel like even though we strayed a little bit, it's still stuff that I would hope the the fans of the podcast were you know fans of hearing about you know music and all that. stuff stuff like that and i just and i just want to put it out there bro real quick before i leave i'm not trying to preach to anybody here i'm not trying to be a preacher i'm not trying to be like this dude i'm just trying to say what's worked for me in my life yeah going from the situations that i've been in and how i was able to handle those situations by a more pma positive mental attitude i had a way positive more outcome than i would if it was negative speech and negative thoughts so you know, I get it all the time when I tell stuff and stories and stuff on my Instagram. People are like, preach, brother, preach. It's like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to be a preacher. Uh, I'd rather not be. Uh, uh, yeah. So change the world on this. I'm just trying to share information of something that happened with me. And it might not work with you or it might work with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You got to yeah. figure that out. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, man. 
Thanks for the time, dude. I appreciate you. Much love, dude. Stay rad. Same, man. Thank you so much. Later. Later, brother. Bye. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Alan Cassidy, drummer for the band Slugge and the Black Dollar Murder. And also, I dropped another episode today featuring Adrian King from Friday the 13th Parts 1 and 2. I highly recommend checking that out if you're a fan of those films as we dive into some very interesting stuff, especially when we discuss the time that she had a stalker of her own. So, highly recommend checking that out. Don't forget to listen to the very end of the episode to hear Time Slips Away from Good Guys in Black. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out Loudmouth Threads who kill this original podcast artwork and stay safe. Thank you.